another time of sharing, another Sunday morning that we have come together to see and experience another move of God. I want to thank God for the angel of this house, Bishop Virgil Calvin Jones Sr., First Lady Elder Mary Jones. I want to thank God for my wife and my children as well. Choir, choir directors and musicians, cameramen, sound men, everyone in their respective places. Prayerfully today, we just want to drop a little word in your spirit and just asking that you would pray with me that the word of God would have a free course. We believe that the Bible says that man must not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. If you have your Bibles, come on and turn with me to the 27th Psalm. going to begin reading verse number one. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh. They stumbled and fell. If you would, please skip down to verse 13 for me. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Verse 14. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. The Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time of sharing. Praying, God, that you would still be in complete control. Praying that Holy Ghost would have the right of way to minister to the hearts and minds of your people. That every valley would be exalted. Every crooked way would be made straight. Broken hearts would be mended. Crazy minds regulated. Backsliders brought back home. Sinners led to repentance. Sick bodies healed. We speak it. We believe it. We decree it. We declare it. And it is so. In Jesus' name, somebody ought to shout amen. amen. If I would have a thought for this morning my thought would simply be I still believe turn to that neighbor and say neighbor I still believe turn to your neighbor and say neighbor I still believe wanted to start here in Psalms 27 this morning and I may be a little off but I thought I heard someone tell me that this was one of my grandfather's favorite songs. 
I know for a surety that it is one of my father's favorite psalms, and it is a psalm that has blessed me throughout the years. It is in the Psalms, which is a book of poetry. Most seem to suggest that it was penned by King David. It is in the Psalms that we find the humanity of man, the frailties of man, while also experiencing the power of an awesome God. It is the Psalms that you can take a crackhead off the street and he can identify with the book of Psalms. No matter what facet of life you come from, you can find yourself in the book of Psalms. It is in the book of Psalms that as you would read throughout, you would find that the Psalms is very personal. You would see that the writers would a lot of times use the term I and me and my and mine because it is the Psalms that makes this thing personal because I believe that in this Christian walk, sometimes it gets a little personal. It is in the book of Psalms that teaches us, and that Psalms 1, it teaches us that we should not sit in the counsel of the ungodly. It lets us know that if we would be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that we will bring forth fruit in our own season. It is in this book of Psalms that lets us know that God is our shield, how he will lift up our head above all of our enemies. It is this book of Psalms that lets us know when you get to the 23rd one that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. It is in the book of Psalms that we find out that God actually loves to live in praise. But the Bible said that God will inhabit the praises of his people. It's the psalmist that lets us know how to invite God in. You don't even know how to invite God until you read the book of Psalms. You, you don't even know how to make him feel welcome until you run past the book of Psalms. It is Psalms that let us know that when you come in the church, you just can't come in the church. You got to come in the church and come before his presence with praise and thanksgiving. It is the Psalms that let us know, baby, there's a way you're supposed to walk in. And I'm not judging anybody, but I believe Somebody walked in wrong this morning. When, when, when you came in, before the organ ever started playing, before the preacher ever started praying, before they ever read a verse, there should have been a, a praise in your spirit in the foyer. I'm talking about those of us that are connected to the Spirit of God, baby. When you drive in on the parking lot, you ain't even put your car in park yet, and there's something on the inside to say, Lord, I, I just thank you for another day. I thank you for allowing me to be here. I know everything is imperfect. I haven't crossed all of my T's and dotted all of my eyes, but by God, I'm still here and I'm still breathing. you got to know how to come in to set yourself up for a blessing. If you ever want to know how to set yourself up to get blessed on a Sunday morning, baby, you got to start praising on Sunday when you wake up. Don't even wait till you crank up your car. I'm talking about when you put your feet on the ground. You got to say, Lord, I thank you because it's Sunday. This this is my day of praise. This this is my day of worship. This, this is the day I get to slap the devil back. Is there anybody here came in the right way. It's the book of Psalms. That David, he would get real personal in Psalms 34. I told you there, there are some seasons that it's, it's just got to get personal. 
to you. This Christian walk is not a Christian walk until you make this thing personal. David said at one of the lowest moments in his life, he picks up his pen and begins to write that 34th Psalm, and he says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be within my mouth. I love David because David don't try to speak for everybody. He just speaks for himself. He said, I can't, I can't tell you what my neighbor's going to do. I can't tell you what my mama going to do. I can't tell you what my daddy going to do. I can't tell you what my haters going to do, but I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be within my mouth. The power of that Psalms is not in the fact that David says, I will bless him at all times. The power of Psalms 34 is that the man wrote the Psalms when he ain't have nothing. The man wrote the Psalms when his life was in danger. The man wrote the Psalms and he had just escaped with his very life. You ought to tell somebody sometimes it's not just the praise, it's the position of your praise. Anybody can and praise him when your sun is shining in your life. But I want to know, do you have a blessed Lord deep down on the inside when it seems like life has done you wrong, when it seems like God is not answering your prayers, when it seems like you're broker than broke? Do you have a praise? I want to know. Tell your neighbor, it's the position of your praise. It's the condition of your praise. Not the fact that you can praise, but the fact that I can praise in the midst of my pain. I can praise in the midst of my struggle. I didn't come here to preach to you that you're going to be delivered by this afternoon. I came to encourage you to praise God anyway. Is there anybody here that's got an anyway praise? If he don't bring me out, if he don't do it, if I don't get the brand new job, if I don't get the elevation, baby, I'm a steal praise. Is there anybody here that says, I still, I still got my praise. David, he says, he says, the Lord is my light. He, he is, he is my illumination. He is my understanding. He is my wisdom. He is my direction. The Lord is my light and according to the definition of the word light in this Psalms 27 and 1 it's the same light that they spoke of in Genesis when God said let there be light and so when David said the Lord is my light he's saying I'm saying I'm talking about the one that was there in Genesis that spoke everything into existence the Lord is my light he is my creator but not only my light he says the Lord is my salvation y'all don't mind me taking my time here do you he says he's my light, but he's my salvation. We do know according to the writings of John that the word of God is the light of the world. And David said the Lord is my light. The word light is closely related to, synonymous with the word of God. If you want to have the light in your life, you can't have light without the word. You can't have understanding without the word. It says in that Psalms, it says that the word of God, that it is a lamp unto my feet and that it is a light unto my path. May I submit to you that the word of God is not just a light, but the word of God is a lamp that will show you your direction. It says that the word of God, it is a lamp, don't miss this, unto my feet and a light unto my path. See, it's one thing for you to see the path and think that you know where you're going, but you don't know where you're going. 
going if you don't know where you are. And so David said that the word of God that is a lamp, first of all, is going to show you your feet. It will show you your position. It will show you where you stand, and then it will show you where you got to go. See, it ain't enough to have a destination, and you don't know your location. Can I preach this thing, y'all, just like I feel? You know, your GPS system don't work if it can't find out where you are. It can't tell you where you're going if it can't locate. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me in here. And so the word of God is not just a thing that will give you destination, but it'll show you where you are to understand your location. David said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. This, this salvation is not the accepting of Jesus Christ into your life as your Savior. This salvation is a deliverance. Natural deliverance from natural trouble. David had been through things in his life, and he says, because of what I've gone through, God is not just my light, but he is my salvation, slash, a.k.a. he is my Somebody shout deliverer. He, he, he knows. He knows how. He knows how to deliver. He knows how to bring you out. He knows how to deliver the godly. He knows how to deliver us from our temptation. He knows how to deliver us from our struggle. It uses the same term uh, salvation when you read in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 around verse 17. There was a king that was surrounded by enemies and he began to go before the Lord and pray until the Lord and God spoke to a prophet and the prophet spoke to the king. And he said, you have no need to fight in this battle. He says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. See the deliverance of the Lord. He tells them to stand still. I dare you to turn to somebody and say, in this season, God say, you don't have any need to fight in this battle because the battle isn't yours, but the battle is the Lord's. I wish I can preach to somebody in here. The prophet told them, he said, Stand still. Stand still. Say, neighbor, stand still. Stand still. Don't you move. If God don't tell you to move, don't you make a decision until God tells you what decision to make. This is the season. I must stand still. Y'all pray for me in here. Because when you read the text, Brown, and it says stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, there were some people that thought that stand still meant to stand still physically. But the Bible reads a few verses later. He said, I need the singers. I need the instruments. I need the praises. What are you saying, young preacher? That when you stand still in God, it is not a physical stand still. But when we stand still, we stand still with our praise. When we stand still, we stand still with our worship. I dare you to turn to a neighbor and say, baby, I'm going to show you how to stand still. I'm going to show you how to stand still in your trouble. I'm going to show you how to stand still. Come on here, somebody. Somebody shout, stand still, stand still, stand still, stand still. He told him in the book of Exodus, he said, listen, my salvation is here. He said, but behold, I'm going to bring you out on eagle's wings. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I'm preaching to somebody. You've been in the worst trial in your life. But God said, the way I'm about to bring you out, he said, I'm about to blow your mind. He said, I ain't going to bring you out on blue jay wings. I ain't going to bring you out on mosquito wings. He said, but I'm going to bring you out on eagle. I wish I had me somebody. You ought to tell your neighbor, you ought to drop down and get your eagle on. I'm coming out on eagle wings. David, he says, the Lord, here's my light. Mm. Y'all pray for me here. Y'all pray for me here. 
if you have your Bibles, come on and humor me and turn with me very quickly to Job chapter 5. Very, very quickly here. I'll dare you to tell somebody, I don't want to lose this energy wave. We're going to tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, you ain't there until you can laugh at your trouble. You, 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 you're not there. You're, you, you're not there. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You, you got to be able. There's enough Holy Ghost in you to laugh at your situation. There, there's enough Holy Ghost in you to laugh at your pain. There's enough in you. Somebody shout, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to laugh in the face. I'm getting ready. Oh. It says in Job 55, 5, excuse me, 19, he says, He shall deliver thee in six troubles, yea, in seven, they shall not touch thee in famine. He shall redeem thee from death and in war, from the power of the sword. Thou shalt be hid from the scourge of the tongue. Neither shalt thou be afraid of destruction when it cometh. Neither, I want to read that again. Neither shalt thou be afraid of destruction when it cometh. I know you see destruction, but God never said you wouldn't be able to see the weapon. It just said the weapon will not prosper. You do know it say no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. Baby, you ought to tell them you can see it, but it can't prosper. You can see destruction, but it won't overtake you. You can see the arrows of the enemy, but God has got your back. So he says here, be not afraid when destruction cometh. And he says, at destruction. Somebody shout, at my destruction. I feel like preaching in here. He says, at my destruction, uh, at my famine. He says, thou shalt laugh. When, when the last time uh, you looked your trouble in the eyes uh, and just started to laugh. See, you can laugh when you know you got a deliverer. You can laugh when you know that God ain't going to leave you. You can laugh when you know that he is a way maker. You can laugh when you know he is a heart fixer and a mind regulator. Shout to your neighbor and say, laugh at your trouble. I'm going home laughing. When I look at my bills, I'm a laugh. When I look at my crazy husband, I'm a laugh. When I look at my crazy wife, I'm a laugh. My junk messed up on the job, I'm just going to laugh. But I can laugh because God is. Somebody shout laugh. Yo, you don't have your seats here. It's going to get a little tight, but it's going to be all right. I got, to, I got to say it. I just got to say it. It's going to be a little time. We, as believers, must come to the understanding that God always delivers on his own terms. We can't dictate to God how to bring us out. We, 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 can't, we can't instruct God. We can't educate God on how to work out the situation. We, 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 are, we are left at the mercy of God because he knows how to deliver in his own timing. Somebody shout, in his own timing. You, 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 you can't depict to God how he's going to deliver you. If you don't mind me going New Testament for a minute, we'll get right back to Psalms 27. But you remember when Jesus Christ was here, he opened the eyes of the blind. Amazing to me is that there was a man by the name of Blind Bonimaeus. Blind Bonimaeus, he begins to scream, begins to shout. Jesus comes over to him. They bring Bonnie to Jesus, excuse me, and Jesus say, Bonnie, what do you want? What would you have me to do for you? Bonnie said that I might receive my sight. Jesus turned to Bonnie and tell him, listen, by your faith, your faith has made you whole. Bonnie comes up seeing, following Jesus. But what threw me off is in John chapter 9. There's a 
There's another blind man. Same condition as blind Bartimaeus. But in John chapter 9, Jesus reaches down and he grabs some dirt. And he, and, and he spits on the dirt and he makes clay. And he places it on the blind man's eyes. Y'all forgive me here. I thank God he was blind then because the spit might have went and threw him off. Threw me off and I wasn't even there. But Jesus puts clay on a blind man's eyes and he tells the blind man to find a pool. I can't talk like a woman. Y'all pray for me here. I was trying to figure out how in the world does Jesus tell a blind man to find a pool? What are you saying, young Jones? You can't dictate to God how he brings your behind out. Can I preach it like I feel? You can have somebody that's going through the same exact thing you're going through, and God will bring you out on the left and bring them out on the right. The only thing that's going to remain constant is that God is going to bring your behind out. I wish I had me somebody in here tell your neighbor, you can't tell God how to bring you out. You can't tell God how to deliver you. You can't tell God how to heal you. You can't tell God how to bless you. Can I preach y'all like I feel? I ain't ready to crank up just yet, but I'm almost there. You remember Moses and Joshua. They both went past a body of water, but when Moses get to the Red Sea, all he does is lift up a rod, and God splits the sea open, but when Joshua comes to the Jordan, his feet has to touch the brink of the water in order for the water to be separated. But tell your neighbor, God may deliver you different, but he's still going to deliver you. We may not come out the same way, but baby, we're going to come out of this thing. I I feel, I feel a preach on me, man. I'm trying to teach, but I feel a preach on me in here. Y'all don't mind me throwing this in just for good measure. I don't even know if this goes with the text, but I feel this in my spirit. You ought to tell your neighbor when your plan A don't work and when your plan B don't work, you better buckle up, baby, because God is getting ready to do his plan. I don't know who it is uh, that I'm talking to in here, but throughout the Bible, you find people that had plan A and the plan A didn't work. They tried to go with plan B and the plan B didn't work, but when your plan A don't work and your plan B fail, baby, you are in the atmosphere for a miracle from God. You are in the place that God is about to blow your mind. You ought to tell somebody, I don't know how he's going to do it and I'm going to praise him anyway because I know something is about to happen. I don't know when he's going to do it. I just know he's going to do it. Is there anybody in here? Baby, I've run out of ideas. I've run out of plans. I've tried my best stuff. I've used my education, but some kind of a way, God will. Y'all have your seats here. Shouts, y'all, y'all, please, please sit down. Sit down. Psalms 20, 27. We're going back to 27. Vision. Psalm. Oh. I'm sorry. Psalms 27. So David said, Lord, is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? He's the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, it came to destroy me. It came to take me out. The Bible says they stumbled and failed. David didn't do anything, but they stumbled and failed. Your enemy is not your responsibility. But I'll make you a promise. They got to stumble. 
the plot is only a part of the plan. So David changes gears here, if you don't mind me, talking just a little while longer. David, he talks about the Lord being his light of salvation. Whom shall he fear? He talks about the enemies. Then he changes gears. He says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Don't miss the desire. He understands the importance of being in the house of God. He says, one thing do I desire, that is to be in, somebody shout, in the house. He, he knows that if I can just make it to the house, I can just get to the house. I know you're saving, you got your own personal Holy Ghost, but there are some seasons in your life you just got to make it to the house. Sometimes you, you make it to the house and your deliverance be in praise and worship. The word ain't even came forth yet, but you just made it to the house. He says, I want to be to the house. And check this, don't miss this, verse 5. He says, for in the time of trouble, he says, he shall hide me. See, I love the way David writes this song because he lets us know that there are going to be some times that your deliverance is not now. But the good news is, is that even when my deliverance is not now, David says, God knows how to hide me in the time of trouble. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but there's somebody in here, your days of your trial is not over, but God told me to tell you, he's about to hide you in the midst of your struggle. He says, I am about to conceal you. I am about to protect you. Now, not only is he going to hide you, but David said, he'll hide me in his pavilion. He will hide me in his hospital. Can I preach just for a minute here? I'll get back to teaching after a while. He's saying that God is going to hide me. He's not hiding me in Baptist South. He's not hiding me in Baptist downtown. He's not hiding me in Baptist at the beaches. He's not hiding me in Shands of St. Luke, but he's hiding me. Somebody in here need the hospital. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but you need a hospital because what you need, a natural doctor can't do. The surgery that you need, a natural doctor cannot perform. You not only need God to hide you in the midst of this trial, but you need him to doctor on you while you're in your trial. Is there somebody here that will not mind being transparent and say, preacher, I ain't going to lie. I need a doctor in this place. Is there anybody here that will tell the truth that I'm in my struggle, I'm in my trial, but in ain't on my trial because I got some issues that I need God to doctor on. I need to be placed on God's operating table. Let him cut me wide open and take out the bad and replace it with the good. Is there anybody here needs a doctor? Somebody, somebody shout, I need a doctor. I need a, I got to have a doctor. I got to have a doctor. He may not have a PhD on the wall, but I need a, I need a spiritual, I need a spiritual doctor. <laughs> says, the Lord will hide me in this pavilion. And he says, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He says, he shall set me upon a rock. Now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. David said, I went to the tabernacle. He hid me and doctored on me. 
And after Jesus ducked it on me, after the Lord has ducked it on me, he says that I sat upon a rock. I was put in an elevated position. I was placed above my enemies. He says, now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore, will I sing. I will sing. Sacrifice of joy. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises unto the Lord. I believe that David gets to the place where he realizes that his head is lifted up above his enemies because when you go to the tabernacle and you allow God to doctor on you, the first thing he does is repair your vision. Y'all pray for me here. The first thing he does in the hospital is correct your sense of sight. He, he, he reminds you when you're in the hospital, he reminds you of how great he is. He reminds you of how powerful he is because I believe in my sanctified imagination that David's elevation of his enemies was not a physical elevation, but it was an elevation of knowing what type of God he served because whenever we begin to see God for who he really is, all of a sudden your enemy is not as big as you thought they were. When I begin to see God for how powerful he really is, then all of a sudden my trial, my tribulation, my situation is not as powerful as I thought it was because I realize somebody shout, my God is greater. My God is greater and because my God is greater, he says, my head shall be lifted up above my enemies. He says, sacrifices of joy, I will sing. PCC, I'm getting ready to go home. He says, I will sing. Yea, I will sing praises unto... When the last time... When the last time you sung? That's, there's some of you, you've been so down lately. You've been going through so much lately. I just want to know when the last time you sung. I, I believe your deliverance might be in... Your next song, I, 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 I don't care if you can hold a tune or not. I don't care if you can't sing or not. I'm not trying to tell you to come up here and embarrass yourself. But when the last time you sung, they got a thing on Facebook called the Gospel Challenge, and you got everybody on there singing that can't sing. But I said, God, at least somebody is singing. There are some seasons your victory is in your next song. When the last time they told them in the book of Psalms, they said, how can we sing our song in a strange land? There are some seasons, baby, you got to strike up an old hymn. You don't know what else to do. You got to find it to yourself. There are some seasons. You got to break it down with, Lord, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. You got to grab your old song because without him, I'm like a ship without a sail. You got to grab you an old song. Say, neighbor, when the last time you sung and you wasn't trying to impress anybody, you was trying to get in touch with God. I don't care if you can't sing. You're trying to get a breakthrough from the Lord. Say, neighbor, I declare that in this season, you got to be able to sing. Grab your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, make sure you sing your song. Make sure you have a song of praise. Make sure you got a song that can bring you through. Because baby, inside of your song is the word of God. And inside of the word of God is your deliverance. I just come back here to tell somebody that I still believe. Is there anybody here that's got that confession? That say, preacher, I done been to hell and back. I don't even know where I am. 
I don't even know where I'm going, but I still believe. I got pains in my body, but I still believe. My marriage is jacked up, but I still believe. I ain't got all my money, but I still believe. I got some liars and haters, but I still believe. I trusted some folk, and they left me by myself, but I still believe. I've been through the fire, but I still believe. Addictions tried to kill me. My habit tried to take me, but I still believe. I've had some days where I lost my hope, but I came to declare that I still believe. I'm looking for a believer that'll look the devil in his eyes and say, out of everything that you've done, everything that you threw at me, I still believe. Is there anybody here that refused to lose hope? Tell your neighbor, I still believe with everything that I've gone through, with everything that I've and say neighbor you're closer today than what you were yesterday you are a day closer to that manifestation you are a day closer to that breakthrough you are a day closer to that elevation you are a day closer is there anybody here that can shout because you are a day closer don't look at your neighbor you got to believe this word for yourself somebody shout lord i believe i believe i believe I don't know huh, what the preacher gonna do. Huh? I don't know huh, what the deacon gonna do. Huh? I don't know huh, what the choir gonna do. Huh? But one thing I know, huh, I got to believe. Huh? Shall I believe? Huh? Shall I believe? Huh? Shall I believe? Huh? Shall I believe? Huh? Shout it! I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. Oh! Come on, Zion. Come on, tell the Lord. Lord, I believe. I believe. I believe. God say, I'm going to do it just for you. God say, I'm going to do it just for you. God say, I'm going to do it just for you. Come on, Zion. Somebody say, I believe. Somebody say, I believe. Somebody say, I believe. You think you done made too many mistakes. I know you think God done threw your way. But shall I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe he still can use you. I believe he still can bless you. I believe. Everybody standing that can. I just, I just come to encourage somebody today to still believe. We go through seasons in our life where it's easier to give up than it is to believe that God can work on my behalf. There's some of us here and we're getting ready to pray.